Hey, guess what we just did? We just recorded the first 20 minutes of our 1985 Movie of the Year podcast without recording because I didn't hit the button because I'm real smart. So we have to start all over again. Hi, this is Movie of the Year. I'm Audrey. I'm Lindsay. And now we're going to go through everything really disenchanted to make you pay for our mistake. I'm still pretty enchanted. <laughs> That's really optimistic. Well, first we're going to tell you some things that will be different this week. We added some new features. The first one is called Context, where we're going to give you just like a few factoids from the history of the year of the week. Um, the second one is called Movies Set In, where we uh, tell you the movies that take place in the year that we're covering. That one's re really fun. Yeah, it I've is. Already, I'm it's already really interesting. Um, also, because we're getting into years where we've <clears> seen way more of the movies, we're going to let ourselves go on a few more tangents than we have so far. Um, not about space hot dogs anymore, but where we share some memories and stories of how the movies kind of intersected with our lives personally. And <laughs> there's an exclamation point after that. Yes. Ends, and you did it. I well. did it. I'm an actress. <laughs> we have a Facebook page now um, where we want you to share your movie stories with us, your favorites especially. And we'll um, try to choose one from every week and share it on air. Yeah, that'll be really fun because that's my favorite part of talking about movies with people. Mm -hmm. With people is just like hearing the way that it changed their lives right. or I just, I love stuff or like that. Or even just their, what their favorites are so you can compare and contrast. Like you have a really good blood sport story. I do. But we can't tell it until 1988. But I love your blood sport Don't story. Don't let me forget it. Oh, never. No, okay. never. Okay. Okay, also we are toying with the idea of the midweek mini-sode, which is kind of a thing now. Um... But we realize why it's kind of a thing, because we need to address some standard corrections and omissions. Now, we decided on this <laughs> because in a previous episode, I mysteriously said opera instead of the word boat <laughs> when we were talking about Fitzcarraldo. So um, that was embarrassing, and yeah. I wanted to say in a mini-sode, oopsie doodles. Boat. Opera boat. You know, those are really close in the <laughs> Not even language. the same thing! They both have an O. That's true. And you know what? Nope. I don't have any explanation for it. <laughs> um, also, we're pretty set on the title, Movie of the Year with Lindsay and Audrey, so feel free to get emotionally attached. As we know you will. Like, we know you've been resisting in case we go Come away. On. We're Come not going to leave you. <laughs> um, oh, also, we took Lindsay's pen away. Yeah. Click, click. <laughs> Gone. Okay. Well, I'm glad that we got through that quickly. I thought Me it was going to take a long time. So, would you rather do context, or would you rather do movies set in 1985? Still, I would like to do movies <laughs> set in 1985. I didn't know if you would make a new choice. Because I have a hard time reading your handwriting. But I love you. I have a hard time reading my handwriting. <laughs> and I also love me. <laughs> well, there you go. Alright, so in the year 1985, here were some of the things that were happening. Ronald Reagan was sworn in for a second term. It was the year of We Are the World, which as we previously discussed, we should have no memory of, but seem to. But we do. And I think it's because of that Conan O'Brien sketch, People Helping People. I think it's because I watched too much VH1. 
What was that on VH1 a lot? I think so. I didn't. I wasn't exposed to cable until. I don't know when. See, now that's a cool difference because I was exposed at a very young age because my dad worked for like a cable kind of like provider. I know your house was so cool because of that. And you had all like the huge collection of VHS tapes. Huge. Like still at my mom's house. We had a collection. It wasn't humongous, but yeah. And also your dad got, he, he went like around and put movies in hotels. Yeah. So we would get like, you would get all these like new new releases like right. before they were even available at the at like Blockbuster Hollywood Video. That came later. That came in high school, but still. That was so that was cool. pretty cool. And then yeah, like still if you go into my mom's house, it's like they're on shelves and everything. It's it's a it's an organized it's mess. an organized mess, <laughs> yes. And like tons, just tons and tons and tons of VHS tapes of of every different kind of Movie. I still haven't seen. I, I've probably seen about twenty five percent of movies in our own house, and that was with watching them like constantly. I remember going to your house, and I would get like overwhelmed. Just we would want to watch a movie, and just yeah. get overwhelmed trying to pick. It was and then so hard. Sometimes we just end up going and running one at the, <laughs> Down the general street. store. Yeah, because it was it was it was an overwhelming thing. And tell me, tell me what I happened. I knew you were going to bring this up. I knew tell, it. Tell me what happened. What happened there? Why can't we rent movies from the general store okay, anymore? Okay, first of all, we don't need to rent movies from but the why general can't, store. If I wanted to, if they I wanted even, to, they don't rent movies there anymore. If so they it's did, it's not irrelevant. If they did, and if I wanted to, why could? Why can't I? Because sometimes I was a little bit late taking the VHS cassette tapes back. How late? I really don't know. Late enough. Our names got put on a list of shame and displayed at the front counter. Would you rent the videos using my name without my being there? No, never. Never, 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 <laughs> never. Who else got put on this list? Adam Chandler. I feel like... <laughs> but he was also there, too. We got put on the list for the Brady Bunch sequel. <laughs> like, Brady Bunch goes to Hawaii or whatever it's called. Which we videotaped, our, videotaped ourselves. <laughs> yeah. Like, re... Playing. We recreated yes. it with our camcorder. Oh, <laughs> shame. This is what life was like before cell phones. I know. You had to make do. <laughs> you had to use the video recorder. I have such fond memories, though, of that general store because, like, that's where we, where we first rented Muriel's Wedding. Right. And that was a life-changing movie for both of us. I have so many good memories of that general yeah. store. Also, Until I got put on the most wanted <laughs> list. <laughs> that was really embarrassing. I'm <laughs> And what, like, I should have known better, too, because I've worked in three libraries over the course of my life, and, like, the, the rental VHS that, the, like, the stores would buy would cost, like, $100. Right. Because they were for public viewing. Because, right. you know, that FBI warning, they're not messing around. you got to take that seriously. You have to. So, I get why they were PO'd at me. <laughs> <laughs> You're on my list. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> Steve Buscemi scratches it out. Kill. And he puts on his lipstick. <laughs> I always forget about that part. Oh my gosh. Okay, that was a tangent. Speaking of, wait, that's a different. Speaking movie. of men putting on Speaking lipstick. Speaking of, never mind. <laughs> what were you gonna say? The paste on the face. Well, I was gonna read the three movies from. Oh, sure. Set in 1985, but that's not from 
the wedding singer. No. But it's in the camp of but, yeah, Adam it's Sandler. An Adam Sandler thing. So the I'm my choices, <clears throat> so you don't see them. The three movies we have that are set in 1985 are The Wedding Singer, which is fully set in that time. Um, the beginning of something about Mary, and in which that's only the how did you get the beans above the Frank? Yes, as you <laughs> which I said mentioned. last time, and you gave me don't talk about that eyes. <laughs> read, read my don't eyes. Don't talk about that. No, it's fine. Frank's and beans. <laughs> and Back to the Future is also set in and out of 1985. Three times. Yep. All right. That was fun. Yeah. It was really fun to talk about that stuff with you. That was fun. Now the world knows about now my shame. Now know your shame. Okay, I'm well, sorry. I already... No, no, don't be sorry. The world <laughs> should know. Um, so tell your favorite movie of 1985. We're going to jump into our categories. And once again, reminder, we don't know each other's answers, except we do know each other's answers for the first one, because I didn't press record last because night. Because whoopsie. But <laughs> to note, we already... We, like instinctively knew each other's answers mm -hmm. anyway. True. Because we know each other. And so my top pick was, is Back to the Future. It's my favorite movie of all time. Mm -hmm. My favorite franchise of all time. And will always and forever be number one. I love it. I love Michael J. Fox. He is my sweet little hero. Sweet little hero. And I love him so, so tender. <laughs> have you read his biography? Yes, I have. It's really good. He is so he's he's just an amazing, like really strong, amazing person. My husband has Gary David Goldberg's biography, mm -hmm. and he's sadly he's passed now. But after he read it, my husband's hero growing up was oh no. Oh, Stephen no. P. Keaton? Yes, the mm -hmm. dad from Family Ties, and mm -hmm. he wanted to grow up and be like that kind of person and have that kind of family. And so he loves Gary David Goldberg, and he wrote Gary David Goldberg a letter, and he responded. He did. Yeah, and so he got to have this really gorgeous little communication with him very shortly before he passed. Oh. So it was kind of special. That's really sweet. It, it, was, it really was. I think it's really awesome when people take the time to answer that kind of fan mail. I think so, too. It, it means more than I think that they even realize to a lot of people. Yeah. Not like the lunatics. Yeah. But like the people who are... Lunatics excluded, lunatics. obviously. I'm not a lunatic. <laughs> but people who, like, genuinely care for, like, the craft and... I, I, I yeah. yeah. I think that's really cool. It really was. <clears throat> um, and my favorite is Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Of course. Yeah. It's... I mean, it's so well-crafted. It's a perfect movie. It really is. It's vignette-based. It's very funny. It's got that dark comedy. Mm -hmm. Honestly, I think it's one of Tim Burton's greatest movies, and it was his first feature length. I agree. And I had, like, the old VHS, and I, when I was really poor in college for a while, again, this was before I had a computer, this was before the internet really, like, took off. Right. Um, I would watch, this is so random, but Pee-wee's Big Adventure over and over again. And then also I had a VHS tape of the original Mummy. <laughs> and really? that was like all I had in my bedroom with my stereo and my incense. <clears throat> when we moved into our first house, I I had just purchased the like trilogy box set of no way. like the DVDs of Back to the Future. And while I was painting my house and like getting everything done, it took me like two weeks. I would just watch the box set. Over and over and like because it's cool. it's one of those movies. That's a good way to like if you're if you're <laughs> trying to make a house a home. I feel like that's like like I'm very skeptical and I don't buy any of that. Like I'm burning sage, but like 
I'm sure the uh, <laughs> I'm sure the sage people look at me and be like, "You watch Pee-wee's Big Adventure a bunch of times? <laughs> oh yeah, you're much more grounded than I am." I cleanse this house. <laughs> Sorry, sage people. It's okay. Should we move on to prestige? Let's do it. Now this is where it gets really unknown. I'm curious. This is where it got really hard. Like that number one, no problem. This is where it got tricky. So I want you to go next. Okay. Go. My prestige pick of 1985 was the color purple. Really? That's my that's on my list, but later. So <clears throat> wonderful and so important. Absolutely. It's just a beautiful movie. I don't really feel like I have anything else to say about it. <laughs> um this may be disagreed, <laughs> but my prestige pick is The Breakfast Club. I don't disagree with that at all. I also thought it was a really important movie, but for obviously very different reasons. I didn't see that movie till junior high. Really? When did you see it? I couldn't even tell you. I know that's not helpful at all. No, that's okay. <laughs> I don't, like, need that information to save my tell life. Tell me exactly <laughs> the exact date. Or else. I don't know what a bad thing will happen. <laughs> the Breakfast Club. That was my prestige pick. It blew. Did it blow your mind? Yes, it did. And it made me feel validated. Like, yeah. it must have been when I was a teenager because, obviously, well, for one, one thing, it's rated R, so there weren't a lot of rated R movies I saw before I was 11 and 12 years old, but yeah. probably none, actually. But it made me feel validated. Like, who did you feel like? Everybody feels like somebody. Ali Sheedy. <clears throat> I felt like Anthony Michael Hall. I wasn't, like, really dark. But I, in, I sometimes felt dark in my soul. Like I just in my soul, I sometimes felt dark in my soul. <laughs> I I can I want to affirm your choice of Ali Sheedy because you used to be super quiet, mm -hmm. and it like made people angry, uncomfortable, and angry. And they would be like, "What are you? You're criticizing me!" Mm -hmm. Like your your quietness made mm -hmm. made people like attack you. Mm -hmm. It's true. I was witness to it. It was very. Why don't strange. you talk? Yeah. I'll talk when I'm ready. <laughs> yeah, when I have something to say, I'll friggin' say it. <laughs> and you also did all those pictures with dandruff. Yeah, I always so. sprinkle my dandruff into my artwork. <laughs> I forgot about that. Thanks. Who's the painter of light? God. <laughs> I want to say Robert Kirkman, but that's definitely not right. Oh, Thomas Kincaid? Yeah, yeah, you were the Thomas Kincaid of dandruff paintings. <laughs> Thank you. God? <laughs> Okay, moving on. Wait, can I say one more thing about the Breakfast yes. Club? Yes. The thing about Breakfast Club that I I was nannying for one, for my oldest sister one summer, and she also had a huge huge collection of movies, and I just like picked it on a whim because I had like watched everything else in the house, and I put it in when after I put the baby down, and the relationship mm -hmm. between Judd Nelson and Molly Ringwald, mm -hmm. I feel like I shouldn't say that that was like an aspirational relationship for me, but it captivated my attention mm -hmm. utterly. I don't know why, but Judd Nelson for life. Yeah. Fist in the air. Yeah, really. Mm -hmm. When I made like my college <clears throat> thesis movie, it was so bad. I tried to put Breakfast Club and the zombie genre together. <laughs> They're not? doing that now. And that was like, I know. I was just way ahead of my time. You really were. It was, oh, it was called Ombi the Zombie. It was Aww. very weird. But the last shot is me was me walking across the football covered in blood. And, like, it was. That's nice. Integral. 
and that is the end of that. And I should stop telling people those kinds of stories. No, I think people like those kinds of stories. No, no it's fine. <laughs> All right, let's move on to most influential. <clears throat> okay. I bet we have the same one. I hope we have. I actually technically have two. I hope that's fair. Um, are you kidding? From I'm constantly <clears throat> throwing extra things in there. So. I couldn't help it. I, I understand. This was a really hard year. I want you to go first. Okay. My most influential films were Clue, yeah, Our Clue, and Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Yay! Yay! We talked about Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Mm-hmm. I love it just as much. Not my favorite movie, but, I mean, one of my all-time favorite movies so ever. It's so good. <clears throat> and so funny. So how did Clue make your list? Clue is another one of those movies that was, like, kind of life-changing for me because I love murder mysteries. Yeah, you do. I, if my life could be a murder mystery, it would be. Between this and darkness in your soul, I feel like you're quickly becoming the dark horse of this podcast. I don't know how to even explain that statement. Also, I just use darkness wrong, but. No, it's fine. Dark. Katy Perry really ruined that. Because that used to mean, like, somebody in the running, but you didn't expect them to be there, and I just, you know. It doesn't mean that anymore? I don't think so. I think there's a mass <gasps> cultural misunderstanding of the term. See, that's what I thought Dark Horse meant, is what, yeah, someone in the right, like, someone who kind of pulls ahead of the, yeah. So I used it in the wrong term. But please, oh. please continue. Anyway, so Clue um, was the movie that I would also watch on loop, like, once a week, if not more. I, I taped it off of cable, um, off of Comedy Central, so it was... Oh, yeah, you were just telling me this. <clears throat> I watched it before then, but when I really started to, like, memorize and familiarize myself with it, I taped it off of cable, and I'd watch it once Didn't a week. Didn't you tape it, like, secretly, too, because yes. you weren't allowed to have Comedy Yeah, I Central. couldn't have the passcode. We couldn't have the passcode to our satellite dish <laughs> with our giant, giant remote. <laughs> So my mom and dad thought they were really clever, and they, like, had a four-number password, but it was our phone number. And we always figured it out. Even if they tried to change it, I always figured it out. That remote was, like, the SARS of... The SARS? The SARS. It was bars. the SARS guard of... Like, it was, like, the size of that giant Willy Wonka chocolate bar from yes. the original. It was... It was humongous. In my memory, it has a joystick, but I know that's wrong. <laughs> it doesn't, but that would be amazing. Have. That would be amazing. All right, I really want to hear yours. Most influential. Clue. There you go. <laughs> I mean, it's one of a handful of movies that you and I always watch every time we get the chance to visit. Um, I, I because I grew up watching so many old movies, like old, old, old movies... Clue, like, I think I thought Clue was an old movie when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Because the banter is so quick. And then when you and I were looking up trivia for it the other day, I was like, oh, that makes perfect sense. Because the director had everybody watch His Girl Friday. Right. Which explains, to, I just think it works so well. And the, the casting plus the dialogue plus, it's just a house you want to visit. You want to live in. You really do. Like, you, if you and I ever get, like, Steve Jobs rich, mm-hmm. we're going to make a huge house with different wings based on different movies. Mm-hmm. And Clue is definitely going to be one of them. Absolutely. Minus the murder. Right. Maybe. We'll see. <laughs> I know it's your aspiration. <laughs> and it's our one of our most quoted. I think. Hands down. I think. 
Maybe not as much as others, but it's one of them. Agree. Number four. You go. Okay. I had two. And this two is songs. song, right? Okay. Duran Duran's View to a Kill. Uh-huh. So good. Nice. That got heavy, heavy rotation in my household via cassette tape. <laughs> and Danny Elfman's The Breakfast Machine from Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Oh, that's a good one. I When I used to, like, <clears throat> when I was a waitress in college, I would fantasize about choreographing, like, a Swan Lake ballet mm-hmm. to that song. Like, when I was waiting tables, that's how I would... That and, like, sh- shoving, like, the Lord of the Rings books and the fake plants at the Olive Garden to, like, read... <laughs> Times like that's how I survived my time waiting Aww. tables. My oldest son, we would play that, and he would get. He was only like a few months old, and he would get so excited when we would play that, especially when it the music kind of picks up and was so big like swell. Like he gets like real marchy. Yes, he he would go nuts just like bouncing around. I can totally see that. And he just dressed like Pee Wee for Halloween last year. It's been a couple years. Was it? Just to be fair to him, because he's like a big 12-year-old now. That's true. Why do I think it was last year? I don't know. What was he this year? I did make him do it a couple years in a row, because I was like, I'm not buying you a new Halloween costume. (laughs) I love that costume so much, so you have to do it two years. I don't even know if he dressed up. I'm sure he did, but I can't remember. I'm a horrible parent. No, you're not. So. Don't I, I take back my question, strike it from the record. No, it's okay. Um, my favorite song, this is so cheesy, but my favorite song is... I mean, Oh, no, I was already wrong. I was going to guess. What were you going to guess? I was going to guess Power of Love. Oh, my God! <laughs> what is it? Uh, I put Man in Motion... I don't even know what that is. It's from St. Elmo's Fire. Is that, is that? I feel deep shame. (laughs) I feel so much deep shame. Your face right now looks like the tragedy mask. Like, you really are in pain right now. I was so uber focused. I don't know what happened. Hey, hey, it's okay. It's fire alert. We can take it back. Woman taken to hospital after podcast phase breakdown. (laughs) Your face. You threw yourself backwards on the face. Uh, maybe I don't know what happened. Okay, it's okay. It's okay. okay. What is your favorite song, 1985? Now, just say what you really want to say. Technically, it's "The Power of Love" by Huey Lewis in the news. There you go. But I love that song, (laughs) "The Man Man in Motion." Tell me what you love about it. It's so very 80s. It has so much saxophone. I just love it. When I hear that song, I think of that really gross, oiled up saxophone player from Lost Boys. Why? And I always, because there aren't many like, well, maybe that's not true. It feels like there aren't many famous saxophone solos. And Mm -hmm. so I, like my brain attaches them them to each other. I gotcha. But I would really love it if that guy like creeped into the, like. That video, the video for the, the song is freaking hysterical. I have never seen it. Because they incorporate. It's not all like I think they incorporate scenes from the film, but I it's I also got some of the actors to come yes. and like act in the video. That's the best. So like Rob Lowe is doing his thing on his sax. And when you say doing his thing on his sax, you a mean phone. playing the saxophone. I do. Got it. And Demi Moore is looking longingly in the window of the bar, like just doesn't get any better than that. It doesn't. 
I'm really sorry that I forgot about hey, the power. Hey, you need of to let this go. <laughs> We're gonna have to stage an intervention. I'll forgive myself. I'll forgive myself eventually. Oh, that was awesome. Woman dies, never having forgiven herself. <laughs> Tonight on the news, we're reporting people's last regrets. <laughs> well, it's because I'm super famous. We're at 11. When I die. And it's then fine. why wouldn't they say Lindsay? Why would they say woman? Because they never say the person's name. Maybe it'll be so mythical that you'll be just known as the woman. woman. <laughs> the only one that Old ever woman. mattered. Oh, I had, a, I had a one that I thought deserved honorable oh, yeah. mention for song. Yeah. Tina Turner's We Don't Need Another Hero. That's a good one. Right? It's legitimately good. Yeah. Yes. Beyond it's a li- Yeah, it's a very good song. I used to play that song specifically over and over again. When I worked on, I've worked on a few TV shows. I'm going to use air quotes on that because I do work in like regional television, so I'm not fancy. You don't but have to disclaim yourself. I do. This is a safe space. Because I don't want people to like go to the internet and be like, ooh, what TV show did she work on? And be like, that? <laughs> but so the crew would get like really nervous when we would set up for a shoot like the day before. And mm-hmm. I would play Tina Turner to calm everybody down. And what's funny is that I was one of two women working on that staff at the time. Mm-hmm. And so I would put it on and everybody would be like, <laughs> this is a funny novelty pick. What? Let's laugh. What? The 80s. But then everybody would get like really, really productive <laughs> and like really thoughtful. And like it was like this bonding experience for the crew. So when I think of We Don't Need Another Hero, I think of calming, like singing the, the giant, sleeping giant of panicking men mm. down. Nope, my words aren't coming, but you know what I mean. I gotcha. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It does It does have that effect. Putting giant to sleep. Yeah. 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 It has that effect. That was a longer anecdote. I apologize. Hey, safe space. Yeah. Yeah, you're yeah. right. Yeah. If only we could be as kind to ourselves as we are to the Why people Why did in I forget life. power? <laughs> forget power of love. Okay. So, okay, so, yeah. Moving on to worse? Moving on to worse. I'm so excited about this. I can't wait. And I'm going to get so much hate for this, probably. Uh, From, like, the two people who listen? Yeah. (laughs) And that means, that includes us. (laughs) I'm going to send you hate mail over this. (laughs) You probably will. You did over that um, Star Wars one or whatever, so. Well, you deserved it. I know. Or no, the man with two brains. Um, Okay, so... This is another similar to the man with two brains. What do you want to go first? No, I now you've built it up so much that I have to know. <laughs> wah, wah. <laughs> My m- worst movie of 1985 was is the man with one red shoe, starring Tom. Hanks. No, that you get no it's hate. It's horrible. I've never seen it, and you know why? Because I don't want to. So okay. it must be not great. Here's why I've seen it. Because what they do is... And you love Tom Hanks, for the record. I love and adore him. He might be my second most adored actor. Yeah. Which, I mean, he's everybody's, like, most adored actor. Tom Hanks is just a lovable guy. But what they do is, they take the man with one red shoe and those, like, kind of cheapy double feature DVDs. Yeah. And they'll they'll give you, like, Tom Hanks in (laughs) Forrest Gump and the man with one red shoe. (laughs) And... So it comes in those double features, so I feel like obligated to watch it. Is it, it in like a smaller font on the on the <laughs> back? It's got that slash like that that uh like the double cover with when you said slash I was picturing the Ghostbusters. No. Slash. Yeah. <laughs> Just don't watch this one. We'll put it in here. Don't watch it. It's a trick. 
But, like, they put it in there because I don't know it's cheaper to... I don't know. What's it about? I don't even remember. I just remember hating it. Because you've only seen it once. I think it's supposed to be, like, a a spy, like, kind of like a... a, I don't even know what category to put it in. Okay. Make up the plot for... You have to write The Man with One Red, Red Shoe and it stars Tom Hanks. What is the plot? A man with one red shoe goes to a ball and this guy, he's really poor and his stepbrothers are mean to him. No, Lindsay, I'm gonna... And he goes to I'm the... I'm gonna have to stop you there. Yeah? Is this Cinderella? <laughs> no! No, okay, I'm so sorry. Please continue. Anyway, continue. so he goes to this big uh, dance <laughs> and he subsequently loses his shoe uh-huh. And this girl at the dance mm-hmm. who really like connects with him mm-hmm. finds it. Is she above his station in life? Or are they at the same economic uh, status? I don't know. Okay. Yeah, she a little bit a little above. above. It makes it more interesting, like a more interesting dynamic. Okay. And so she <laughs> How long how long do you want to go? I think I want to be done. Okay. <laughs> I saw panic in your eyes. So anyway, it's really bad. I and that I've only seen it once. It's and, a good one. But I just remember hating it. And not understanding why Tom Hanks would do that. I feel like probably for the same reasons that, like... But, I mean, he was really young, yeah, so... That Adam Sandler did, like, Boat Party or whatever that movie was. Not to compare those two people, but... You know, <gasps> that movie would, like... <laughs> it would go, you would, like, go to, like, the video store, and there was yeah. a who has, like, a floaty on and women's butts. Yes. Flanking him. And you're like, why? What's this? Why have I never why? heard of this? And then you rent it, and you're like, Why? <laughs> And why then your why I, becomes a different. Why did I do that? <laughs> okay, I'm sorry, that went on way too long. I enjoyed it. It's interesting to note <laughs> that two of my worst movies have the word man in the title. Man hater. That means something. <laughs> and then the one had hot dog. Or that means that movies that put man in the title, like you better be really sure of what you're doing. <laughs> and you they were mean? not. Yeah. <laughs> hot dog man. <laughs> that was not the title, was it? No. no. Um, okay, my worst movie is called Once Bitten. I've heard of it. Is this John Candy? It's Jim Carrey. It is? It's a very, very young Jim Carrey. I saw this now. Okay, now I remember where I was exposed to cable. When I was nannying, my sister had cable, and I watched it one night on Comedy Central. There you go. And it's about um, this woman vampire who has to get the blood of virgins. And so he is a virgin, and she had. I don't really remember the full conceit, but it is. It's pretty bad. That sounds awful. But you can see how, like, the people of Hollywood would watch it and go, okay, this is terrible, but that Jim Carrey fellow might have a career. So let's go ahead and do it. It's pretty natural. Let's put him on in living color. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yep. Well, yeah. The end. All right, let's move on. Best poster? Best poster, you go. Fright Night. Good one. Yeah. Good good movie. Fun movie. Scary movie. Scary. Good use of Roddy McDowell. Never I caught a remake. You know what? The remake is fun. Is it? I enjoyed it. I've never seen it. But I, I also really like David Tennant. They maybe cast I him, will. So. Oh, I like David Tennant. You should see it. It's worth it. Uh, yeah. It I, has, I, I believe it has Anton Yelchin. Does it have all? I know. Sad. It's horrible. Does it have... Is that the one with Colin... What's his face? Colin... Barrel? Yes. 
I'm about a different scary You know movie. what's crazy? I can't picture anybody who's not Chris... Sarandon? Yeah. Yeah. Being the main <laughs> bad vampire guy. Yeah. So I'm not sure who it is. Okay. Well, maybe we can look into that later. Yeah. All right. My, my, mine was Back to the Future. Oh, of course. I of mean, course. Come on. Yeah. It's still, like, people redo that. Like, I mean, I have the, the poster on my wall. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> good enough for That's good enough for what, you. What else can you say? You know? I can't say anything Everybody, else. Drew Struzan drew that, FYI. Thank you. You're welcome. I didn't know that. Number um, seven? Yes. Honorable mention. Honorable mention. Which is like, it didn't didn't fit into any other categories, but was had a huge impact on our lives. Sure. I bet ours is the same. I bet it is. What is it? Let's wait. We'll say three, two, one, and say it at the same time. Okay. Three, two, one. The, the Breakfast Club. <gasps> <laughs> did you, wait, did you already say Goonies? No. Okay. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Nerds. So much shock. So how do you two spend your time? <laughs> Let's compare movie notes. Um, okay. The Breakfast Club. We obvious. don't really, I feel like, need to say anything Yeah, you really, you really, we talk that one up. John Hughes at the top of his game. Absolutely. So let's do our confession movie. This is the movie we haven't seen that people would shame us about if they knew. So naturally, we're going to tell the whole world. Okay. Because we have to purge. That yeah. is our nature. Yeah. Okay, go. Mine is Brazil. I don't even know what that is. It is a very um, important Terry Gilliam film. It's one of my husband's favorite films oh. of all time. <laughs> <laughs> Not that that's an indicator. La but like, he shamed you the last time for the movie you hadn't he seen. He shames me a lot. <laughs> but it's you You and him have better taste than I do. Mm. I'm more of like Questionable. a tied-in-the-wool populist. That's I'll be like, true. you guys want to watch Big Adventure again? That's not true because you... will be like, let's put in the seventh seal. You often say things that I think are, are probably very influential movies that I haven't seen, so... Don't well, be too hard on yourself. I grew up in that house built of VHS tapes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, Brazil. Brazil. Haven't seen it. I'm really deeply ashamed to say this, but I haven't seen The Color Purple. Don't be ashamed. It's okay. I really want to, but I just haven't. And I know it's such like a huge movie, an important film, and I just haven't gotten around to it. So It's difficult, too, because it's sad. Yeah. It's very sad, and it's some, some hard-to-watch stuff. I know it is. Yeah. But like I, I still to. haven't seen Schindler's List. Yeah, me neither. I just can't. I have a tender heart. Yeah. I Yes. So. Yes. I don't often find those things entertaining. Mm -mm. I know they're not always meant to be. Like, they're meant to, like, be a statement mm -hmm. a lot of times, but still it makes it hard. Yeah. And I know that they're important, and I think, I think, like, there are some films everybody should just buckle down and see eventually. Yeah. But at the same time, I think if you are already not an a-hole... Like, I, I like to think that some of those movies might sway, like, a reasonable person who is, like, harboring racist tendencies. Mm -hmm. I like to believe that if they watch that movie, they might rethink their life. Mm -hmm. And um, that's the end of that comment. I remember, like, when I watched The Diary of Van Frank, like, how it affected me to where it, like, became part of my 
I think I was trying to identify with the, with her because it became part of my play as a child. Like I would pretend I was her. Like How I know interesting. I know that sounds really like probably actually sick. We're gonna get letters. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> you can't say that. But I did. Like I, I think I tried to put myself in her shoes. Like because she was a child. She was a girl. Like well, and playing pretend when we're children is like how we get our heads around things. Yeah, it's how we explore. Like those ideas and I have a really vivid memory of doing that as a kid and yeah now I'm gonna get letters no I think it's kind of sweet that you were trying to like (laughs) get your head around what she went through right you know what I mean yeah thanks you're welcome (laughs) okay um we should we should do something like really wacky and right now to like shift the tone yeah because now I feel like super sad me too it's the never-ending story conversation all over again oh no Oh, no. Uh, no. So, okay. So the next category for me is tricky because to me, the, the, the most traumatic and most stressful are basically the same thing. I have a hard time yeah. picking two. They're close. For me. Yeah. So I only have one. But That's okay. I want to hear yours. No, so you one. go first. Okay. Because you gave okay. that really great explanation. So my most stressful slash traumatic film is, from 1985 is Witness. Good one. It's so stressful. Tell me why. I mean, ob- for obvious reasons. But. Just, I mean, yeah, like, well, first of all, it's a really interesting, like, scenario, like, of an Amish kid's, like, witnesses a murder, which is something you would never expect, like, but it's because he's out of his element that yeah, it happens. Element, Inappropriate. <laughs> I'm so sorry. It's okay. <laughs> but the whole thing, the whole, it, it's a very good, it's, like, very well done. It's just very, it's... It just stresses me out. <laughs> I understand. I'm right there with you. I think he's going to die the entire film. Yeah. And I think Harrison Ford is going to die the entire film. Well, that's one of the great choices that movies can make, and it's also something that can go horribly wrong, but when it's done well like that, and the stakes are that high, we have to, we're having to protect a child, like... It's very high stakes. Yeah. And, like, a woman and a child that he's trying to protect... And it takes that classic, like, spoiler alert. Um, if somebody hasn't seen The Witness by now, <laughs> they can just get right on out of here. <laughs> You're I say immediate, uh, immediately after saying we shouldn't shame people for seeing movies. <laughs> but it takes the classic dirty cop, like, play. And I don't know. It's just, it's really stressful. I agree. Okay. It is a stressful movie. The end. <laughs> the end. <laughs> Your turn. My most traumatic... I want to guess. Oh, okay. Is it Legend? Legend is one of them, yes! Yay! What made you guess Legend? Because Tim Curry is so scary in that movie. And it's the unicorn. You can't go after a unicorn. I don't remember the It's another horse-based trauma. You have animal... Listen, we both have animal in peril. Well, that's another way to raise the stakes. Yeah. You know? And I think that film has so much more meaning, like, at this moment in time in the world... When the natural world is basically dying and everything. It's like, yes. And I think as children, we watch that and it feels like a horror story. And now you watch it and you go, oh, this is like a fairy tale version of exactly what's happening. Mm-hmm. Like, and slash has happened. Mm-hmm. It's deep. And in that world, Tom Cruise isn't famous. Which is very strange. It's very strange. Oh, no. I don't like to think about that. Oh, no. My second most traumatic movie was called Life Force. I've never seen that. It is about space vampires. Okay. And it's very post-apocalyptic. And 
I, like when I was a kid, thought it was this great movie, like this great high suspense thriller. Also, Patrick Stewart is in it for a brief period of time. Of um, and um, I just, I don't do post-apocalyptic scenarios well. Mm -hmm. Because I just don't because like it. You, because you think that that could happen? Yeah, humans panicking and behaving atrociously plus space vampires is very yeah, dramatic. The space the space vampires, yeah. That that <laughs> took me right out. <laughs> so my most stressful I had three, but the main one, I'm just gonna say one. Cat's eye. I have that okay. Do you have cat's eye on I list? have it, but for a weird reason. Okay, go ahead. Um we just had it on VHS. It was right after a movie it was right after another scary movie. Oh, that I can't remember the name of. It had black in the title. Anyway, uh, it's just scary. And it's another animal in peril. It's very scary. I mean, everything turns out okay, I feel. But I, I the the trauma and the terror of scary movies with little things. Woo. Mm -hmm. See, Cat's Eye, I wrote this down. Um, not as one on my list, but... I just made a note that it's why I am misinformed in thinking that cats, I joke about it, but that cats will come and suck your breath at night. Wait, does that happen in cat's eyes? In cat's eye, the cat is the good guy. I know, and I always forget it's the cat that's the hero. Yeah. The little the like, cat's creature a huge hero. comes and suck your breath at night. The, and other things. He'll stab. Yes. Yeah. But I always got it twisted around in my mind. Interesting. So I make a joke about cats. I also think you have cat-based trauma in your real life. I must have. Remember Shelby? Oh, yeah. Let's not talk about that. Okay. <laughs> There's always a reason underneath the things we say we hate. It's true. So let's move on. I have um, movie story. Okay. And Oh, but guilty pleasure. Guilty pleasure. We're going to do guilty pleasure next. Okay. So my guilty pleasure is saying almost fire because I don't think that I should probably like it. You don't think it holds up well? <laughs> I don't also don't think it's a good movie. <laughs> it wasn't good to begin. <laughs> it's it's a little overacted, but I I for some reason have this attachment to it and maybe it's because of the friend like the perception of the friendships. I don't know the reason. I remember when we were really young, you telling me one of the things you loved about it. Can you remember what it was? Yeah. Okay. You were very moved by Demi Moore's storyline of feeling isolated. Okay. And that, that big ending where they're all trying to save her. Like, I remember She's like you, in the room, the, the yeah. window, the curtains are blowing. Yeah. And I remember you watching it with like tears in your eyes. And wow. That was really moving you. I didn't know I was that deep. You were... <laughs> You really felt her pain. Well, for yeah, for me that's a guilty pleasure because technically I don't think it's a good movie, but it's a good movie. I agree. For me. I agree. What's yours? Mine is Girls Just Wanna Have Fun. Okay. Do you know that movie? Is that Sarah Jessica Parker? Yeah, and yeah. Helen Hunt. And Helen Hunt. And is Shannon Doherty in that one? Ooh, I think she is. I think she is. I haven't seen it in a while. I yeah. love I love a dance contest movie. There you go. Is that the only reason? <laughs> I love me a dance contest. That's pretty much honestly it. If you put a dance contest in it, I'm there. So Dirty Dancing? Oh, you there. can talk about it. Oh, yeah. It's not the right time yet. Sorry. <laughs> Whoopsie. All right. We also added 
a movie I can't believe didn't make my list? Yes. Okay, so what was yours? Mine was Goonies. I couldn't believe Goonies didn't yeah. land anywhere on my list. I don't want to shame you, but... I know. But I'm shaming you. I, <laughs> I don't want to shame you. I'm just really ashamed of you I'm right just now. Really, I, I think I need to leave the room. <laughs> for mine, it... For mine. For mine. For me, it was the um, Purple Rose of Cairo. Oh, Jeff Daniels on his finest. Yeah. It didn't he, land. He is a, he is an unsung artist. He really is. Just because you can do big, broad comedy doesn't mean. And just because you've done, like, a couple of action movies doesn't mean anything. And just because you did arachnophobia. And. It still scares the S out of me. Yeah. That movie always <sighs> made me laugh. I ne- really? It never scared me. You're so me. strong. No, I'm not. I have plenty of stuff that You're scares strong, me. But it seems so ridiculous. Uh, it always, it always made I me can't laugh. with that movie. But I love Jeff. I do love me some Jeff Daniels. Yeah. He's a good man. He I is. Feel. He's a good man. Which brings us to our last category, which is movie story. Yes. Do you have a movie story of 1985? I already told it. It was just when... I mean, I don't have, like, a memory from 1985. It was just Of course, we were three. <laughs> when I was three, I recall. I was pooping my pants a lot. <laughs> were we still pooping no, your pants No, I think I was potty trained. <laughs> I hope. I, who knows? I don't remember. <laughs> I, who knows? <laughs> That's like, I don't know. Some I don't know. Um, yeah, that was mine, was going to my cousin's grandmother's house and watching it. And having the first experience. Having that first experience, and I was all, it smelled like chlorine because we'd just gotten out of the pool, and she had these nice, like, hardwood floors, and her house was really big, and oh. it just felt really, like, it was just a really good day. Peace and luxury. Exactly. And all those good, like, peaceful childhood Warm, feelings where you don't have feelings. a thing in the world to Nothing. About. You're swimming in the pool, you're eating food, you're watching Back to the Future, and you're just, it's wonderful. Life is good. What's your story? I narrowed it down from three, and the one that I chose... <laughs> I narrowed it down from 90. This is the curse of a ridiculous memory. I know, but I wish... I I mean, if it's between my memory and yours, I would take yours any day. What if all of my memories are wrong, and I'm just, like, hallucinating these memories? What if this is all a snow globe? <laughs> what if it's all a dream? We're all in Jimmy's snow globe. <laughs> Jimmy. Mine is from Day of the Dead. Which is one of the many Dawn of the Dead sequels. Mm-hmm. There's a zombie in that. I didn't look this up first, but I believe his name is Bud. But the zombie? Bud the zombie. Okay. Hang on. Cast. Guide Here us. Won't you? Logan, Dr. Jack Fisher, Brandon Miller, Brandon Johnson, Belladier. Oh, come on. It's either Bud or Bub. I'm not looking anymore. Okay. But there's a very integral zombie okay. in Day of the Dead. Got it. And um, they're doing all these brain experiments to figure things out and he this zombie figures out kind of sort of starts to remember how to use a gun mm-hmm. he's like chained to the wall la 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 so when I was in college it's bub bub thank you you found that very quickly you're welcome <laughs> um we went to college with the actor who played bub's nephew really and he looked exactly like him so were you afraid of him no, not even a little bit, because he was very, like, nice and outgoing. Okay. And he was so nice. And he was also, like, not ashamed, because people would always kind of, like, if you were, like, a movie freak, you kind of look at him, like, oh, like, you know, you could just tell he got it a lot. And so, yeah, he was his nephew, and he was really nice. That's really interesting. I thought that was really cool. 
You're a nice zombie. <laughs> He's not really a he zombie. Wasn't, he wasn't nice. <laughs> <laughs> but he was sympathetic. He was a sympathetic zombie. He almost seemed like a dog. Okay. Like a sad dog zombie. That's sad. Don't ever watch Day of the Dead. I won't. <laughs> I have. I don't do zombies well. Me either. I tried Walking Dead, and I just have a really hard time with decomposing corpses walking around. <laughs> As you should. <laughs> if that started happening, and you're like, "Well, whatevs." Like, <laughs> it happens. Those are my. Those are my greatest. Well, they used to be like my greatest nightmares. Were zombie really? nightmares, and I, I because I was like unsupervised movie-wise as a child. I watched a ton of horror. and Do you think that a zombie apocalypse is possible? No. no. <laughs> I really don't. <laughs> and it's never it's never the zombies or the space vampires that you should really be worried about. It's like, well, it's, it's like what Walking Dead is about. It's the people who aren't zombies that should really freak your freak. No, the zombies freak my freak. <laughs> yeah, well, okay. That's legitimate. <laughs> But that's you're valid. right. Like it's not the people. That's like what the people we should be worried about. Dead, like, like, like that. Well, I can't talk about another movie. It's a different year. It's okay. Like the movies that are about like things that could really happen. Yes. Are the ones that scare you the most. Yes. Like I just believe that we could devolve into that form of social chaos. Like at any, I think we're on like the night. The page. Yeah, I do. That's why I can't go to Halloween Horror Nights, even though like we live right. Near you think that. people are going to start purging? Well, I feel like people are capable of that. I agree. Like, I and that's why I don't enjoy haunted houses. Well, we had this conversation. I should stop talking about this. We had it on our last podcast. I think we had. Remember the thing about haunted houses and oh, why I won't yeah, go yeah, into yeah. them. It's yeah, not because yeah. I'm afraid of the monsters. I'm afraid some nut bird will be in there and be like, "It's my perfect opportunity." <laughs> it's the perfect crime. <laughs> <laughs> when we have our old lady detective. Show someday we'll have a haunted house murder. What is that going to be called, by the way? Who I don't know. Also, I just said that as though you and I have ever talked about that before, and we never have. And I just want you to know that's a part of my friendship plan for us. Oh, I'm rolling right okay, along. Okay, we just it. want to make sure that you're I wanted, on board. That's why I wanted to know if you knew what it was called. What so. should it be called? Well, you know, we murder she wrote is just so dang good. Yeah, yeah. What should it be called? I don't know. We're gonna have to think on that. Crimes and something that rhymes with humanity. <laughs> no. Crimes and huge manatees. <laughs> no. That was not a bad joke. I didn't realize as soon as I said it. Wheels turning. Oh, your eyes. Oh, no. Are you calling me a huge manatee? <laughs> I don't think there's any better note we could possibly end our podcast on than crimes and huge manatees. I don't either. This was a really fun one. It was a very enjoyable. One of my favorite years yeah. in film, I think. I feel like we should shake hands. Let's shake. That went really well. Sweaty. <laughs> <laughs> well, we had a really good time, and we hope that you will share your favorite movie anecdotes from 1985, or stories, or memories, or tell us that we're morons, or what did we say wrong. Anything you want, really. We invite all engagement. So, and what's um, the name of our Facebook page? Oh, it's a uh, movie of the year with Lindsay and Audrey. There you go. Because we have committed. There and you do, go. Do you know the guy who played Bob the Zombie? If so, write on our Facebook page and we won't fact check you. We'll just believe you. We'll totally believe whatever you say. Yeah. I hope you guys have a really good week. Me too. And I hope you have a really good week. I hope you have a good week. And I hope everybody yes. sees a lot of movies. Me too. <laughs> All right. Bye. We don't have a sign off oh. yet, but see you later. Bye. <laughs>